B. Mitch and Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Last hour of the show. Grant's here. I'm sure Danny's going to get here soon. Darius is here. Ryan the Stallion Clary just made a proclamation. B, you ready for this one? Yeah. So we just talked about Sean Payton and the possibility of him landing a head coaching gig. And I think if he's going to land a head coaching gig, he's probably going to be the boss, like a similar coach-centric philosophy type mm-hmm. place, type situation. And keep in mind, whoever wants Sean Payton is going to have to give the Saints some picks. Keep all that in mind, all right? So considering all the information, and Payton has interviewed with Carolina, Denver, and Arizona, I believe. Um, either has or will, or is reported to. Stallion declared that Sean Payton is going to Fox to do TV. At which point I let him know, yeah, he's already done that for a year. TV for Fox. He didn't know that? I don't know if he knew that (laughs) or thought that it was like this bold declaration (laughs) to say that he was going to go back to do it. But as I was making fun of him, Stallion's like, no, like you, you, you think like I'm putting it, I'm putting it out there. And Grant is like, you just bet on a minus 800 favorite. Like <laughs> if you had to guess where Sean Payton's going to be this fall, you'd say doing television for Fox. Yeah. You know why? Because he's, he's already, already there. <laughs> hey, Landfill, you know who I think might be the starting quarterback for the commanders? Sam Howell. You know why? Because <laughs> he's under contract. Congrats on the scoop, Stallion. All credit at Ryan. I have no idea what his Twitter is, but just at Stallion, 1067. All right. We made a decision last week, two weeks ago, perhaps. Find out his Twitter. We'll at least give out his Twitter because he's dumb as a brick. Um, (laughs) I think we made this decision two weeks ago. As the playoffs continue, we don't really need to look at the power rankings right now. All four are good now. Yeah. Like, we know who's good. Mm-hmm. And and I I really think, I mean, it's kind of refreshing in a way. I think the best six teams all season got to the divisional round. Yeah. And I think the best four teams are now here in the championship round. And, and and you can say the Bills all you want. They didn't stand up when they were supposed to. They never had a run game all year, and their defense was spotty, and their quarterback, for all of his excellence, made some wacky decisions at, at big times. Remember last year? We got to a point, and everyone was wanting to automatically put Josh Allen in the head of Patrick Mahomes and everybody else. I say pump your brakes a little bit. He yeah. has to do it first. Yeah. He's good, but he's not doing it in the right situations right now. And we got to just pump him a little bit. Pump the brakes. All right, so we're not doing power ranks. So instead, maybe at least through – Maybe we do both, especially as football is going to be over. We do both. But we're going to do mock drafts for a little while here. Give us an idea of what the experts think Washington's going to do in the draft. Bucky Brooks is a former NFL scout, works for NFL Network. I really enjoy Bucky and Daniel Jeremiah. Um They do a draft podcast. I can't remember what it's called, but it's really good as we get closer to draft time that I usually listen to. Um, These are real scouts with real background Mm -hmm. in the game. Um, 
Bucky released his first mock draft. Lanville, forgive me. Was there? I I went to this. Was there one that you wanted me to go to? This is fine. Okay. Um. This is NFL.com. I want to start at the top of the draft, B. What are the chances you think the Bears stay there? The Bears have the number one overall pick, and they also have Justin Fields. Move the sticks. Move the sticks to the podcast. Thank you. It's Um, really good. Well, my, I think it's about 50-50. That they move? It's a 50-50 that they move or stay there because I think it's a situation where if they were to come up, let's say somebody reach out to them and say, hey, we want fields. We know y'all got the first pick. We can give you this, this, and this, and then they can go get the first pick or flip it around. We want first pick, and we have this, this, and this. I think they're in a, in a, in a great position for themselves. They don't, have to, they, don't, they don't have to be locked into anybody right now. If I was the Bears, and this may be an unpopular take, I like Justin Fields. I think Bryce Young is that dude. Are there questions about his size? Yes. But he is so accurate as a thrower. And I think he can move. He's athletic as hell. But his arm is out of this world. I think Fields is really good. I think you can build a winner with Fields. But I think Bryce Young is that dude. If I was the Bears... I'd be trying to move Justin Fields and take Bryce Young. And I recognize that might be crazy, but that's just what I would do. I mean, it doesn't – I'm sure people have that opinion. But that size thing and that accuracy in the league, in the, in the college, is not always the same accuracy in the, in the, in, at this next level. You're right. But what I think I lo- that ultimately you have to know. If you go all in on that, you go all in. But you can't make a trade, do something, and then later on tomorrow, we wish we would have. What what I don't think Chicago can do, and this is what Bucky has him doing, and I think Bucky's just doing this for the like the first draft of his mock draft. He's got him staying at one and taking Will Anderson, the edge rusher, out of Alabama. I think Will Anderson has the tools to be a great player. But you got to either draft a quarterback or sell that pick to the highest bidder for a quarterback. If you don't, the second pick, the second pick is going to then Houston gets Bryce Young at two. Oh yeah, I'll get him at two. I, I, if I'm, if I'm the Bears, but let me just and I've seen one trade where you go down to four and the Colts move up to one so they can get Bryce Young. The way I go with Bucky and I, I think Bucky's mindset is very similar to mine and many people that play the game. If I'm not picking you. Or I'm getting rid of you. I don't give a damn who you end up with, because I'm going to build my team to beat you. Sure, and I think that's the mindset of a lot of the scouts, a lot, a lot of people that play. I know I hear a lot of people always say, "Oh, I don't want him to go to a team I'm going to play." Why not? You don't want him. I agree that that's all dumb. Um, I just don't think there's a chance the number one overall pick in this draft isn't Bryce Young. It's gonna be Bryce Young because somebody's gonna move up. Then they still gonna get the other guy. Right. That's the other part of this. If the Bears can, like the trade with the Colts makes all the sense in the world because the Bears could move from one to four and then they're still going to, I would argue, either get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. Ask you this question. What's more valuable? Moving up to get Bryce Young or trading with somebody for Fields? 
Well, what would I pay a higher cost for, That's Bryce Young or Justin Fields? Yeah. Me, J.P. Finley, the GM? I'm just asking you, who do you – because I think people – I'll answer it. I'm ready to answer no, but I'm saying ultimately they see Bryce Young in college how good he is. And I think that sometimes when, when something is mysterious and you don't know for sure how good they'll be at the next level, it makes it more valuable. So I can see them getting more for someone to move up than they would be to trade – Justin Fields somewhere. Well, I'll tell you why I would pay more for mm-hmm. Young than I would for Fields. And it's not based on talent evaluation because right now I think Fields is a better runner. I think Young is a little bit better passer. I think Fields could improve as a passer. And I don't know that you. I want Young to improve much as a runner. The difference for me, mm-hmm. if, if I'm the GM and I try to be shrewd and look at all things, I'm resetting the clock on a rookie contract. Fields is going to be in his third year. That means yeah. next year you got to pay him. That, that's how with rookie deals. Even though you could add that fifth year extension, you got to be working. If if you are the high level, most competent front offices, you are working on that extension after his third season. Whereas Bryce Young coming in fresh rookie, fresh rookie contract, fresh rookie contract. But I look at this though, Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State was. Very accurate as well, wasn't he? I'd have to look up his But everyone, just like most of these quarterbacks that come from Ohio State or Alabama or whatever, we automatically go look at all the talent they were. When they start dropping off, we all go to the same excuses. Fields numbers as a passer at Ohio State are banana land. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So 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 this is In twenty twenty he completed seventy percent of his passes. We're in the same position again. We all sit here. We have a, a, a idea of what we think an NFL passer should be. But then we see how good the guys are in college. And Alabama's and Ohio State's and those type of people have far more talent than most of the people they're playing. And their players seem to stand out even more. Then when they get to the next level, we see somebody else come and we go, well, that guy's a better passer. Hell, Justin Fields was doing the exact same thing that Bryce Young did in college. With better running ability. So, if Justin Field is in route to get to where you want him to go, I'll keep him. And then I will go and draft the other. I don't care about the resetting the, uh, the Wichita. Because let's say if Bryce Young drop off like Justin Fields did, at least Justin Fields can run the ball very effectively. Yeah, Bryce may not be at that point, And that size starts to pl- come into play. When he runs, that's more. why uh, the size stands out to me as far as trying to make him a better runner because he's small. I'm not like Fields. Is, like, we've we, seen Fields be super tough. You can go back to his college tape that hit he took against Clemson in the playoff. Fields is six three two thirty. But see, this is just uh, we, us talking, and I don't want anybody to think that we're going against one or the other. I'm no, just saying I think they're both gifted. We go players. through the same situations like yearly, Yo. and sometimes you got to sit back and realize. I just saw two things yesterday. I was going through my phone. You remember Chicken I used to be doing a show, you would come in a lot and do some little stuff? Yeah. Oh, dog, it, nothing has changed. You're still the same person. Why? I always think you know more football than me. And then I end up proving you wrong. I'm Go agreeing ahead. with you. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. The show, we used to do. The, yeah. And then you would always come in and do like a little guest thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I just saw a lot of those things. I saved a lot. I'm going to check them out. It's going to be funny. You were skinnier, dude. <laughs> Bright ship. <laughs> So were you. Bryce Young was listed, is listed, 
Six foot one ninety four. He's not that. <laughs> if he's listed six foot one ninety four, five five eleven, five ten and a half, one eighty five. That's what I was gonna say. The the I don't want him running. And, and what? But see, but, but see, and I'll, I'll say this in his defense. But he's not a runner like that. He may not be, but he plays in the SEC. He's been hit by some big dudes, and for the most part, when you are a certain style guy, and you 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 know if you are fit, your weight don't automatically tell the story. I'm with you on that because, like Lamar Jackson, like there are there are players that are able to just avoid contact, mm-hmm. and you have to account for that. But Young's not a runner in in 33 games or something at Bama. Mm-hmm. He rushed for 160 yards yeah. this past season. He ran 49 times for 185 yards. It's, he's not a runner. So I, I wouldn't, like, I think he's a better passer. I think Field's a much better runner. What I like from Young is you're seeing it at a young age, no pun intended, is the anticipation throws. Yeah. Like, he's he's not waiting for guys to be open. He's throwing to a spot, and he's 20 years old. Like, imagine what that looks like when he's 24. Yeah. I, I, I It's like I'll say this, and I'll, I say it all the time. I don't care where, where the guy comes from, how tall he is, whatever. I There are some passes that are behind that works in college. They don't work at the next level. Yeah. So he's got to improve some things as well. Totally. And the guy is unbelievable, but both of those guys are out this world coming out of college. Yeah. You know, and but you saw Justin Fields come here. And where he ended up, so that's that's another thing. Where the hell would Bryce Young end up? You like as much <laughs> as my argument would be, you get a fresh rookie clock, you get a fresh rookie contract. Fields has already shown he can play in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you don't know that with Young. Yeah. What do if you get, think if the Bears the, do? If we get the wrong coach, sure, that be a problem. What do you think the Bears do? I'm I'm kind of thinking they're gonna roll with Fields and they're gonna try to they're gonna try to break the bank with with, with uh, Young. Trading the pick. Trading the pick and getting as much as they can. If I was them, I think that's what I'd do. Because if I keep Fields. I, I agree with you. And I can get all those those uh, those uh, draft picks or whatever, I can build a team quick. I was talking to my boy Carl Metz yesterday, who's a big Bears fan. And that's what he wants. Keep Fields, trade the pick. Who do you like better, um, Anderson or Jalen Carter from Georgia? Because those are the top two defensive players in this draft. I mean, this is what I think, Jay. Both of them can go top ten picks. Is if it's depending on what defense I'm running and which one I want to utilize the best. I think both they're hand in hand to me. I mean, they're studs. Yeah, and I, I mean studs. the thing about it, like when you get to like I remember John Thompson always said he said, "Man, we're comparing at the highest at the highest level here." So you're not knocking which, anybody. Yeah, which right. one really? What makes a difference? So I, I think it comes down to that. If you got if one guy may have, a, let's say, one guy may cover a little better, or, or, or do something on the outside that you can affect better, you know what I'm saying? You go with that guy if it's for your defense. But the other guy, you may not want him to do that. You know what I'm saying? So that, and that may work in your. So it's whatever you go with, whatever you like. I mean, Will Anderson, whatever you like, way more, way rangier, right? Six four two forty. Listen to these numbers. Last season, his sophomore year, sophomore year, sophomore year of college in the SEC, 101 tackles, 31 tackles for loss, 17 and a half sacks. This year as a junior, 
17 tackles for loss, another 10 sacks, and he grabbed his first ever interception, which he returned for a touchdown. Hey. 6'4", 240. He got on the scene. People knew who he was. They started blocking him, so he had to find other ways to get it done. Jalen Carter. Now, Carter's the stats aren't going to pop because he's an interior guy. 6'3", 3'10". That's massive. Eight and a, he had eight and a half tackles for loss last year, three sacks. Seven ta- tackles for loss this year, three sacks. Two forced fumbles, three tip passes. It's hard to, I mean, the, the upside of Anderson's athleticism is. And the way the league is going today, Anderson may have the edge. Most mocks have Anderson ahead. Yeah. I, I kind of think that's right. The athletic guy, the athletic outside guy is, is, is the what the league is looking for at this point. Because you look at all these picks that have been picked over the last, from the Bosa's and all that stuff. Sure. You, you, Chase Young. Yeah, you want those type of guys, athletic guys that can rush the pass. Edge rusher. I mean, you go back to Von Miller, Khalil yeah. Mack. All right. Uh, at 16, Bucky Brooks, in his first mock draft, has the Washington Commanders taking Devin Witherspoon, a senior cornerback out of Illinois. He says the ultra-smooth cover corner flashes Lockdown capabilities on the island. A lot of mocks are, are giving the commanders a corner. I think it would make sense. Um, I could also see O-line there. Don't go anywhere. I would Chase, love to see O-line on a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see O-line at the O-line. <laughs> yeah. Chase Hughes joins us next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. B, I swear to goodness, Mullins was just the nicest he's ever been. I heard him. Could you hear him call Chase? Yeah. Hey, hey Chase, Chase, how you doing? Uh, we'll, hey. we'll be back in about 30 seconds. Uh, just hold on, please. Hey, Chase, it's Jim from The Fan. You about ready to go on with the guys? Why don't you talk to us like that, Landfill? I mean, would you prefer I was a dick to the guy? I guess not. Yeah, Chase. you could be one. It's nah, Chase. Chase. It's Chase. Yeah. But we have no, see, and Mullins is like, well, I don't know Chase that well. I was like, man, we do. You're good. <laughs> you can talk to him like you normally do. Yeah, talk to him like you talk to JP. Chase, what up? <laughs> Not much. I appreciate having me on, and I appreciate Jen's phone etiquette. It was very nice. <laughs> it was very kind. It was too damn nice. Um, our guy Chase Hughes <laughs> covers the Wizards for NBC Sports Washington. You can follow him at Chase Hughes NBCS. Uh, let's start. Big win last night, dude. Going down to Dallas, getting the dub. What'd you make of the game? I think it was great timing to get a win because it was the first game of a five-game road trip, a very important road trip with the trade deadline coming up. Also the first game since we learned that Kristaps Porzingis would be out for a while. 
and also the first game since Rui Hachimura was traded. So it's like you go on the road, you've had all this happen with your team, you're trying to turn a new page, and you're able to do that by getting a big stop at the end on the road by stealing a pass from Luka Doncic. So all around, a, a big win and a good win, you know, maybe not in terms of the record of the Mavericks. They're 25-23. and 23. They're a pretty disappointing team this year compared to what they were last season, but the timing of it made it pretty significant. I know you heard the stuff that Dinwiddie said after the game, but JP and I we were talking about <laughs> yeah. this stuff. But I would say the way you shut somebody up like that is you're playing against the Rockets next. They're not a good team. You beat them. And then what he said definitely goes away. But if you don't beat the Rockets, then what he says starts to get some type of uh, – carry some weight. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the first time Spencer Dinwiddie has said things like that. It's not the first time that the Wizards have clapped back uh, at him. And it just continues to be this saga where um, it's becoming more and more clear. It was clear at the time that the, the team that was in that locker room last year did not like each other. And a lot of it has been blamed on Spencer Dinwiddie. So I think that's why he tried to throw the, the first punch uh, through the media last night. But, you know, the Wizards are now 2-0 and against the Mavs this year. They've beaten them three times, all three times they've played since that trade. So they've sort of had the last laugh. But you're absolutely right about this next game. I mean, um, you're going up against the Houston Rockets team that is firmly in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. They play hard, but they are very disorganized. But if you don't play hard and, you know, attack your closeouts and, and make sure that, you know, you don't leave them wide open from three-point range. They can get hot because they got a bunch of young players that are very talented scorers, and that game can get away from you, especially on the road. So this is, again, a really important stretch for them with the trade deadline coming up, and you got to take care of business against a bad team. Got to. Like, can I tell you the, the truth the deep inside my brain, perhaps in my soul, certainly in my heart? <laughs> I, I fear they lose tonight because I've seen this so many times with, with my – Le Boulet. Tell me they won't lose tonight. They won't lose tonight. Say it like you mean it. I did. Chase? Uh, I think they I think they win tonight. I mean the, the Houston Rockets are pretty bad. Like obviously they're they're young, they're talented. They got Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. and a bunch of guys that can fill it up, but um they're pretty terrible. Like they are arguably the worst team in the league, and the Wizards just came off a big win. They've been defending well lately. They've been shooting much better than they have for the majority of this season. They're now four and two without Chris Depp's Porzingis and Kyle Kuzma's on a heater and, you know, Bradley Beal is, is getting his legs back under him. So I, I think they have to be favored tonight, even though they're on the road. And, and because of that, I'll, I'll say they win. But again, like I said, uh, there could be a letdown. You never know. Um, all right. We're talking with our friend Chase Hughes from NBC Sports Washington. Does a great job covering the Wizards. Uh, let's talk about this Rui trade. Um, in a vacuum, do you like it? And big picture, what does it say about the team? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of lukewarm on it. I think it was basically the best they could get uh, when given the parameters of the trade. I think it was pretty obvious they, they were going to trade him. They were very inclined to trade him, especially after you know his comments over the weekend where he basically said that he wouldn't mind being traded and you know said no comment when asked if he had requested a trade. Um, and there's just been a lot of trade rumors the last few months. I think the whole league knew that they needed to trade him, and I think it was pretty clear that they wanted draft capital, and for those reasons, and also because he's had a lot of trouble staying on the court the last few years, and he's going to be a free agent in a few months, I don't think getting a first-round pick was in the cards, even if they waited until the trade deadline and tried to find a desperate team, so I think they did the best that they could, so 
Um, I, yeah, I can't say I, I love the trade, but I don't, I don't hate it. I think it's probably the precursor to something else. And, you know, that leads me to your next question with the big picture. I, I think it'll be really interesting what they do with these draft picks because I could see it, as a lot of people have noted, like, okay, well, maybe they have more you know, ammo to go out and get somebody to help them for a playoff push. The second-round picks? I, yeah, I mean, just you know, just more things to throw in the pot. Um, yeah, but I would they also, want to make a trade with somebody else. But yo, how yeah. much? I'm I'm asking this seriously. How much value does a 2029 second round pick have? More than not having one to use. Yeah, they had they you had know lost a lot of their second round picks uh, in recent years. But I think the one for this season uh, that's uh, going to come from Chicago has got some decent value because this is supposed to be. A really good draft. It's a very deep draft. Wimbanyama is obviously the big prize, and Scoot Henderson is a great player. But it's it's more than just the top two guys. But that leads me to kind of the other side of this, where if the Wizards want to hit the reset button, even in a small way, they now have an extra draft pick this year and more draft picks down the road. And it could be you know something that would be very smart to consider if they lose a few games over the next stretch because. Uh, their first-round pick this year could go to the New York Knicks if they make the playoffs. It's lottery-protected, and again, it's a very good draft. So if you were to keep that draft pick and be like, okay, this isn't our year, you know, maybe it could work out for you in the long run. So uh, I think it gives them a little bit more flexibility, and what they got is just basically the best they could get for a guy that they felt compelled to trade. I just think that they, they basically were in a position, that, like you stated, they're not like another team in this town where a guy gets to a point they can't get nothing for him. They were like, look, we're not going to keep him, so we're going to get something for him. Are are they getting enough out of their first-round draft picks? Because I, I recognize they're not getting top three picks. And when they did, the last couple top threes, I think, were Wall, Beal, and Otto. And certainly Wall and Beal hit. No matter what happened with John later in his career, he was a great player for a while. Brad's been a really good player. Otto, I would even say, has been pretty good. Um, I know now he's kind of bouncing around. But, like, we went through their last five picks, and it's – who is it? Rui, Kisbert, Denny. All those guys, the same people. Uh, Troy Brown and Johnny Davis. I don't think – well, they're not getting enough from their draft picks for what they need to be contenders in the NBA right now um, because they bet a lot on these first-round picks to develop into high-impact players, and that just hasn't happened yet. And I think it's probably a reminder that young guys take time. If you are trying to – you know, increase the upside of your roster and get better through the first round, uh, and you're picking ninth, 10th, 15th, then you're going to have to have a little bit of patience with these guys. But for where they selected, uh, you could argue that they're getting maybe what you would expect from the ninth, 10th, and 15th overall pick. It's not like they've like completely whiffed on those. Of course, we'll see what happens with Johnny Davis. Like They've picked solid rotation players, but I think for them to become contenders, they need those guys to be more than that. Mm-hmm. And Who has NBA the best chance? Denny? Much- well, he's only 22. He, was, he turned 22 a few weeks ago. I think long-term, he's still worth betting on his upside because he might not reach his prime for another four, five, six years. Like, look at Kyle Kuzma. He's 27 right now. I think he probably entered his peak of his prime just a, maybe down the stretch of last year. Um, but in order for the Wizards to be contenders, I think they're going to have to start over-indexing on these draft picks. They've gotten basically nothing out of the second round, the 9th, 10th, 15th pick. You, know, you could get more out of those selections. It's like if you're going to pick ninth, then, yes, it's safe to expect a player to be as good as like Rui Hachimura or Denny Abdia. But if this is really going to work, then you got to start over-indexing on those picks. And if you look at NBA contenders around the league, they invariably over-index on their draft picks. Like uh, We make a lot of, uh, about tanking and getting lucky in the lottery and getting the number one pick, getting the number three pick. 
all these teams, you know, find stars or something close to it later in the first round or even in the second round. I mean, look at the Golden State Warriors. They built an entire dynasty that has a, a wide open window because they've drafted guys like Jordan Poole yeah. um, without relying on the lottery at all. I mean, they, they didn't pick any of their top players in the top five. Um, so I think the Wizards just, you know, they're going to have to get more from those guys if it's, if it's really, really going to work. But, you know, again, as a reminder of Jenny Abdiya's age, it, it could just take time. Because I, I think, you know, you fast forward three, four years from now, he could be a really good player. It's just, does that ma- match up with Bradley Beal, Kristaps Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma's timeline? That's a big question. And sometimes we just, we see other teams, these guys are young and they get it done. My, here's my issue is like, True. there's no guarantee tanking works. So if you don't want to tank, I get that. I just right. want you, like, and maybe this is an unfair comparison, but Kawhi Leonard and Giannis were 15th overall picks. Like, you can hit later in the draft. And maybe those are the two exceptions, but I feel like you see guys hit. I, I, I just, I would love for the Wiz to break out of this. Maybe they can get a play-in series win and just be something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's necessary. I would point to, like, the New Orleans Pelicans, for instance. Like, everyone uh, focuses on the fact that they got Zion Williamson. They struggled, obviously, winning the lottery. But they keep finding guys in the second round, late first round, Trey Murphy the third, Jose Alvarado, Herbert, Herbert Jones. He was all defense um, right away in the NBA. I think uh, Dyson Daniels is going to be really good. They, they continue to – outperform their draft position. Yeah. The Memphis Grizzlies are exactly like that, too. Desmond Bain thinks gonna, I think he's going to be an all-star. He's like the 28th pick. The Wizards haven't done enough of that. You basically have to do that to be an NBA contender these days. I'm with you there, Chase. Dude, we appreciate it. All right, uh, Chase. Everything good with you? Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hopefully, we'll do it again soon. Yeah, I, and I, Landfill won't be nice next time. Yeah, Landfill's just going to be his <laughs> usual self. Dude, were you involved in the um, – District basketball day, like DC, I forget. Basketball day in the DMV. Yeah, it was. How was it? Was it? Awesome, honestly. Where I mean, were you? It was great. I, I I went to Damasa, their home gym. I mean, obviously a very historic uh, arena, and and I didn't do the Damasa game. It was Glenelg Country versus Gwen Park, but I love being on the sideline for basketball and to do it for high school hoops in this region was just it was really special, and I, I think it's a sign of more to come, and I'm excited about that. Did you get to meet my boy Mark from Capital Hoops? Oh no! I, I met some of his uh, his uh, colleagues, but okay. I did not meet Mark Stern, the vaunted Mark Stern. I need I should have introduced myself, but I, I was super busy. You know, I was locked in. When I do sideline, man, it's it's a uh, it, it's a it's a big ordeal. Yeah, man, you gotta be you gotta be locked in for that. Well, dude, I appreciate you making time for us. Please, Wizards, win tonight. Yeah. You gotta win tonight. That's Got you, to. That's how you don't give that stuff late. Chase, make sure they win, dude. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. All right, All right Chase. thanks, man. That's our guy, <laughs> Chase right, Hughes. Guys. You can give him a follow at Chase Hughes NBCS. When we return, we're going to make some bets. Which Kyle Kuzma outfit is your favorite? The gigantic pink sweater or the wacky stripe shirtless face mask combo he wore last night? Uh, giant pink sweater. Definitely. You like that one more? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I like the stripe joint. <clears throat> He's showing off the abs, showing off the chest tat. Can't say I like either one of them, but that's not for me to wear. That's that's, that's uh, Kyle. And if you had Kyle, to wear one, which one would you wear? Why do I have to wear one? It's a weird scenario uh, where see, if you won't wear one of these outfits, I, I, I die. I don't do well with hypotheticals. All right, here's the scenario. 
JP, you have to wear one of these JP, outfits or I'm going to die. Well, you're going to be, uh, I'm about to find Lauren another dude. Not joking. <laughs> I, I, if, if I had to do one, I'm going to do the one with the, I do the pink, but I'm going to roll the sleeves up. <laughs> Those sleeves are so big. I don't even know that you can I mean, he's six, up. what is he, six? He's six, seven. Six, seven, six, eight, and his sleeves are too long for him. Can you imagine those sleeves on me? They're dragging the ground. If I had to, dude, for me, it's the stripes, and it's not close. Landfill, which one are you wearing? You have to wear one, stripes or pink? Pink. Right. I wear the pink. I mean, I, I told you, in the little ride I did from to Gettysburg, we wore pink, man. We were the strongest people out there. Brian, tomorrow I leave for Utah. My wife, it's Landfill's. I, I do want to point something out. I yes. have a one-week streak of being, <laughs> that's because I'm going on vacation. I have a one week long streak of being in studio. Seven days, dog. I mean, that, maybe what, eight. What maybe is, seven? What seven. does that really mean, though? I think it's impressive. I mean, it's not impressive when how many long streaks I have. Yeah, how long is Beamish's streak? He's Cal Ripken, dude. <laughs> well, not gonna be all the time this time, though. Well, I got some days coming quickly. Um. We'll take every one of them. I got 20. I, I'm going to take 29. I have never worn a helmet skiing. I've been skiing my whole life. Like when I was a little kid, I skied in North Carolina. You should wear one. Lauren wants me to wear one. You should. But because yo, she's worried about your head being hit. You got to wear like a different hat. I don't want to wear a damn helmet. Don't wear a hat. Wear a helmet. You, listen to your wife. Because, it's cold, man. You need a hat. Yeah, nope. The helmet has that nice felt stuff in it. When you put that on, it's a little warmer. So, but on top of it, Jay, you don't want to get a big gust on the mountain and they catch the ears and you fly away. <laughs> I think that's what Lauren really trying to do is protect you. Because she think you're going to be hang gliding off the side of a mountain. <laughs> Those are high mountains out there, too. <laughs> if I if the wind takes me out there, I'm out. Oh, you're going, dog. Uh, Landfill, I assume you don't want me to wear a helmet. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's make some bets. <laughs> Anybody got the best from yesterday? Do we know who won or lost last night? Uh, I won, and I think B. Mitch lost, but I'm not sure. I know that think. I lost. I took the Caps. How are you going to think? The Caps were, the Caps fought hard. I think hard. I won. Leave I it mean, at that. Just a great job from Jeff. We appreciate it. Hey, Jeff, who won and lost yesterday? He don't know. Jeff is at the uh, MVA. Jeff spent the day going to Bethesda Bagels, going to Bethesda Bagels, bringing them back, and then going to the MVA. I forgot who I even bet on you. Who I bet on you? At least he's getting stuff done. Got stuff done. Got to acknowledge his uh, efficiency. Yeah, he. Lafayette, I bet on the team you bet on. Yeah, but I think you added in a parlay to screw. Who was it? You always are parlay. Troll Jeff, and who I think that what screwed it up. Did I have no win? Idea. I have no idea. I won. Yeah. We don't know who Jeff. Would bet you have on? no? You had Djokovic in straight sets. Yep. I mean, Jeff. Jeff's one job that was Monday. is to keep track of the bets, and he's awful at it. He has, right. like, two jobs. He's he's not great at any of them. What What is he better at, answering the phones or keeping track of the bets? It's, uh, it's real tough. All right, here's how I know Jeff's not paying attention. He says, I said, Jeff, who won yesterday? And he said, he won, Landfill won, and I won. I know I lost because I took the caps <laughs> and they lost. Ask Jeff, what did he bet on? Too long. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we got to go. Jeff, what'd you bet on? Because B. Mitch took the opposite. All right, what do you like tonight, B? Oh, man. Let me ask you a question. Yo. We know tonight, Wiz Rockets, 8 o'clock. 
I am terrified of the Rockets. Do you think it'll help the Wiz if I take the Rockets? I'm going to take the Wiz, so I'll take the Rockets. I'll take the Rockets. <laughs> I'm taking the Rockets tonight. I hate it. Jeff claims he had a parlay in one. I don't believe it. Uh, he didn't. He lied. Uh, he might. He had Miami and Missouri, so you took Florida State and Djokovic. Yeah. I think he's actually right. Djokovic was a good bet. All right, well, first of all, got to be here to pick up your money. He ain't here, so he lose. Ooh, I know what I'm taking. This is a bees special. California Baptist Lancers laying five against Texas Arlington. That way I don't have to bet against my Wizards. What do you want, Landfill? Sissy Poss? No, I'm taking Elena Rybakina to win the first set. He said something about a bikini? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not like he said that. What are the odds? He said he's taking Elena to wear a bikini. What did he say? You got Elena wearing a bikini? I got Minus her to win what? that first set. Minus what? 860. 178. How the hell do you land on Elena Red Bikini? Elena Red Bikini to win the first set. Well, Novak doesn't play till seven o'clock. You're thinking tomorrow. about Phoebe Cates? So the I Red can't Bikini? Take, I can't what's take going on here? Djokovic because he doesn't play in time. Landville's making weird tennis bets. You should tail him. Thank you to everybody that listened to the program today. Thank you to everybody that called in. We had a spirited Spencer Dinwiddie conversation. And we for, did for that oh, I'm, hour. I'm proud of Landini for putting it down there. Proud of everybody that called in. Thank you to Ben Standing for joining us. Thank you to Ben White for joining us. Happy Ben's Day to all that celebrate. Thank you to Chase Hughes for joining us. Brian, thank you for everything. My father-in-law says I should wear a helmet, so maybe I will. Yeah, you should. I mean, they want to protect your head, man. And, I, I mean, you think those things can lift you off, Wu-Tang dog. Financial, protect your goddamn neck. Grant and Danny coming up next. If you made it this far, I owe you a DC brow.